2: All right, welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Thanks for following us. Make sure you hit like, subscribe on Five Reasons Sports YouTube. Also, turn the notifications on. You can also find us always on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Red Circle. Check us out, too, at FiveReasonsSports.com. Unlike the other websites, we do not have a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, including our guy Arash. He's based in Sunrise. We know that mortgage demand is starting to come up a little bit. Reach out to Arash at 954-651-2057. That's 954-651-2057 or mortgagebyarash.com. He'll get you the most competitive rates. Credit scores from 620 and up and all of the competitive programs. He can offer them to you, again, at mortgagebyarash.com. Give you the phone number one more time, 954 651 two zero five seven do business with fellow heat fans that's what we always tell you those are our sponsors arash is a great guy and he can help you get the best possible deal on a mortgage and get it done quickly and now today's episode
1: down to biscay yeah Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Well, here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs. Just like Bump said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got a all band Y'all seen the block? Stop one hand. And Pat, we trust. This power have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
2: Always want to shout out Mercy on the theme song. We may have an update on that soon. We'll see. Uh, might need to add another name. All right. Today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. We got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket and... Today, Sean Rochester, you hear him on five on the floor frequently. You can find him at S Rochester NBA. What we're going to do today is this, and please don't take this as they're definitely getting Dame because nobody knows who's definitely doing what. I got one report here that I was assured of something, and I want to clarify something before we go forward because someone questioned me about this on Twitter. I tweeted today that the Miami Heat have assured me. Okay, I can tell you it's from inside the organization. I'm not going to give away the exact source, but it's from someone who would know and has the authority to say that they are not planning. They have no intention. That's the wording I was using. We have no intention of stretch waving and stretching Kyle Lowry. OK, so that's what I'm reporting. That's what they're telling me. If that ends up happening, then someone lied to me. But I don't believe that's what actually occurred here that is different than when we report something like the heater feeling good about their pursuit of Bradley Beal or Dame Lillard because there are counterparties involved in that like things could fall apart there's the player obviously with no trade clause in Beal's case or Lillard who has some say in what he does going forward even without the no trade or the other teams that are involved say you know Washington or Portland or other teams that they may be dealing with so i just want to clarify when we report something that's coming from somewhere and we're saying it's and I said this on Twitter. It's like this, like me saying, um, I think that my daughter's going to like the chocolate ice cream I gave her. I can't control what she thinks. I can't control what happens once I give it to her. That's different from me saying I'm giving her chocolate ice cream or I'm not giving her chocolate ice cream. Do we understand the difference? All right, let's go forward here. What we're going to do is if the Miami Heat, if the Miami Heat made a trade for Dame Lillard and they had to give up a ton of assets to do it how would they cheaply fill out the roster because they're going to need to do that. So we have a list here of potential players uh, that they may look at if this goes forward. And this list is going to increase daily because there are teams that are not picking up the options on certain players. There are players who are not picking up their own options, although most likely they would pick up their own option if it's going to turn out that they're going to end up being a minimum guy, which is where the heat are going to need to go. So Sean, let's go through some of the guys on your list. Alex, we're going to go through this together. And see who may be a fit if this ends up happening.
3: Before we start, are we providing any framework of what are we sending out? Like what? what's the package going to Portland for Dame?
2: Okay, so let's take a look at it now. Let, let's assume, uh, and again, this is assumptions only, not for aggregation. Let's assume that Kyle Lowry is gone. Okay, not waved and stretched, but he's gone to make a deal work. Let's assume that Tyler Hero has been traded most likely to a third team because the reports are that Portland isn't all that interested, not a slight on Tyler. They've got a lot of guards. Okay, so let's say he's in San Antonio, Utah, New Orleans, some other place. Okay, let's also assume that Max Struess is gone, Uh, not in trade, but because he has a healthy market for him. Let's assume that they find a way to bring Gabe Vincent back. Okay, that's no certainty whatsoever, but let's assume that Gabe – is coming back in a deal because that tweaks things in terms of what position that they may look at. Uh, let's assume that they they trade Jovic as part of the package, but they keep Jaime Jaquez out of the deal. The tough one is Caleb Martin. Are we including him or not?
4: <laughs> hey man, it's your show.
2: All right, let's do it both ways. Okay, let let's let's go with. We could with well, there's three different ways. We could do it with with Caleb and Gabe, still with the Heat. We could do it with one of the two with the Heat and swap it again, assuming that Max is likely gone. Okay, so let's let's start with the premise of they had to include jovich they're re-signing Gabe Vincent, and they had to include Caleb. In addition to Hero, Lowry, and Robinson.
3: So Duncan's still here.
2: What are we doing with Duncan?
3: Well, I mean, I guess I should let's let's say why I'm asking this. So, like the Caleb thing, it, it obviously plugs a hole somewhere, probably in your starting lineup to protect having a defender out there, or he's your sixth man. If you still have Duncan, you probably slot him in, maybe as a starter, but he definitely provides shooting. If you lose Duncan and Max, now you have to find shooters for sure. So, all right. So
2: let, let let's say, let's say ahead. Duncan is back, and let's say they don't end up having to take Nurkic back in the deal. Because that's another variable of this, okay? So Caleb be my is next gone. Question. All right. Caleb, Caleb is gone. Duncan is back. Gabe is back. Max is gone. Jovich is gone. Yakis is here. Hi, Smith is here.
3: All right. I'm just going to – I have a list of too many people, but I'm going to throw this name out there, a veteran guy that, you know, you're, you're looking for guys that can play minutes and with experience. Uh, what about like a Joe Ingles? old guy obviously at the tail end but a guy that can go out i think you can trust him he's not as good defensively as he once was um but i think he could be a guy that fits in maybe as an off the bench three and and provides kind of that toughness of the heat like
2: all right so i'll go to alex on this next so as we go through some of these names then we'll go back the other direction Uh, first thing how did we think that uh, Joe played last season when he did get back in from injury with Milwaukee and two do you think he's a guy who actually could be had for the minimum
4: I mean he should be somebody who who could be had for the minimum I think he's kind of um, past his um, starter days that's obvious to anybody who's watched him I wouldn't you know I wouldn't be against him at the minimum Uh, I just think at that point, he would maybe at best be a back end rotation player for you, but I don't know if that's what you would what you would be looking for if Caleb is gone. Hmm. So I think I mean at that point, if Caleb is gone, there, there's even more pressure to um, acquire more front court talent that can that you can plug a hole into there. Uh, but yeah, I've got a list of names too. I, I guess. Well, go,
2: give us one. Let's let's go back okay. and forth. So give us give us a front court name in okay. this scenario. Caleb is gone. Vincent is back. Mm-hmm. Robinson is back. Struce is gone. Jovich is gone.
4: Um, not a sexy one, but O'Shea Brissett from the Pacers. Uh, I believe he's an unrestricted free agent. I'm not sure what they're going to do with him. For all I know, they're just going to bring him back. Uh, you know, he hasn't shown that much, but he's kind of a – he's a wing-sized player. And, uh, I, you know, he's pretty young still. Uh, I think he can be kind of in that mold of a four that you can maybe – uh, plug into your system and maybe he could, you can could turn him into something there uh, you know uh, kind of like what they did with Caleb Martin
2: Thoughts on him Sean and then your next name
3: no i like that i think um you know if you're looking at Caleb being gone you're trying to find a guy that can replicate that you know kind of an athletic multi-positional player that can defend multiple positions um can shoot it a little bit yeah i think he would be a good one um i'm trying to pull up spotrack to see if uh what his status is but um a name that is similar to that and if in a familiar name i don't know if he would fit into this price range but maybe uh Derek jones jr reunion does mm. he fit into that uh minimum potential guy
2: let, let, let's go through all three of those guys at once uh derrick jones jr josh richardson and although we hear from sean hyken he's dealing with a serious ankle injury justice winslow alex
4: you were on my list too.
2: would would any of them make sense uh in this scenario
4: yeah, I think uh, the first one that stands out is is Josh, um, especially if you can get him at the minimum. But I think that's where the concern is, is that he'll be available to be had there. Um, I think he was making like 10 mil this year, if I remember correctly. I'm not sure if he would already be settling for that because I still think, you know, he, he should be his valuation should be a little bit higher than that. I think it, it's a little too early for that. But hey, if you can do it, absolutely. And you know, the Derek and Justice stuff would mostly just be for fun, right? Like, you know, bring <laughs> back some guys you had before. Derek, still a really fun dunker. The Justice stuff, I'm not sure about. I, you know me, I would love to bring him back. But it's like if that ankle is as messed up as um, as Sean Hyken told us, then that obviously changes things a little bit. You don't know when he's going to be able to play. I don't know. It, it kind of depends on his status. I wouldn't hate it. It's just like somebody on the rocks or not the be. Relying on him or he's a for sure rotation player, I think, you know, giving him that chance to come back would be kind of cool, uh, given the way it ended. Um, But another name that kind of came up today, by the way, this doesn't, you know, figure into the category of former Heat players, although I do have another one here on my list. But one that came up today in Jake Fisher's article that, uh, you know, some of his sources told him the Heat might be after on their radar was um, Christian Wood. And that's somebody that's come up in relation to the Heat again. He is an unrestricted free agent. I'm not sure if he can be had at the minimum either, but I thought that, that would be kind of an interesting one.
2: Yeah, I, my, my question on him, I look, obviously the offensive talent is there. The Heat have had significant interest at a much higher price point before. Um, but I just wonder if his issues with Kidd and the defensive stuff in Dallas lower his value enough that the Heat could jump in there or if they lower his value so much that the heat don't want to touch him anymore, because I mean, he literally could not function in their system. Like they, they spent money on him. They couldn't play him with Luca. I know that Dallas reporters and media were screaming for him to play more, but it was one of those situations we have in Miami a lot where there's a guy everybody wants to play more, but he doesn't fit into Spo, you know, Yurt, Beasley, et cetera. Reminds me a little bit of that stuff where it's like, does Spo want to deal with the kind of headaches there, even though there is offensive talent. I still think a team, Is going to give him he could be a rehabilitation project for a team but i still think probably be a little bit more than minimum there are a couple other names on your list alex so let me throw them at sean here Uh, the veteran guys okay so we saw today Torian prince uh his option was declined so he's available jay crowder who had a miserable experience in both phoenix and milwaukee last year but obviously has history with the heat and Jeff Green, who the Heat have made overtures to many times over the years, and we're actually pretty close on a couple of years ago.
4: Called Kyle were, Lowry, his good friend, said he him as a mentor.
2: I, I don't know if that matters, but but, uh, yeah, but and lives but, in but
4: Miami, of course. They, but
2: they ended up going with PJ Tucker uh, a couple of years ago. But Green was somebody that they talked to, and he does he does live in Miami. Yeah, he he lives in Miami, and he did play a role as an eighth man on a, on a seventh or eighth man, depending on the night, on a Denver team. Of those three, Prince, Crowder, Green, Sean, do you think any of them can be had for the minimum? And would you bite on any of them?
3: I think yes. I think these are guys that you come back to unless they rush into a situation they like. You come back and circle back in like August, September. It's, it's a late signing, right? Um, of those, I mean, I, I Prince just had the news coming out today. I think he may be the best of the group. Um, him or Jeff Green. I I don't want Jay Crowder back. I, I just don't think he has – I don't think he has much left in the tank anymore. And, uh yeah, you know, letters. that's the risk. Well, that's true, too. And I've been typing a lot on Twitter in, t- in capital letters when I get my sarcasm out. But, uh, look, it's – when you're looking at those older guys, like I had Danny Green on my list. I had, like, uh Will Barton is up in age, too. Like, the guys, like, you're looking at one year, and that's it. Like, Danny Green is – I mean, he's my age. Like, he can't, you, he can't keep playing in the in the NBA very much longer. So I think you're looking at those guys to fill a gap for one year if you can't find better options.
2: All right. After the break, we're going to get into a little bit of a different variation here if Caleb is back, okay? Uh, but I want to mention one more name here before we go because it's not on Alex's list. So we're going to get to the rest of Alex's list after. Would you bring back Goran Dragic? Absolutely. Both of you?
4: Absolutely. I mean, if you can have him for the minimum, get those vibes good. I mean, man, hey, Kevin Love and all that stuff about how much vibes matter in their locker room and all that. You know, have Kevin Love and Goron in there. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll help you out there. I but mean, there not is, not I necessarily mean, to play though.
2: But there, well, okay. There's two things here. I mean, there is, there is, uh, you know, legitimacy to that legitimacy to that because you don't have Ud in the locker room next year. So, and, and we don't know about love yet. That's another name we haven't really talked about. Like I, you know, they can give love the raise, but is it, you know, under $4 million, uh, but is it worth it with what it's going to cost against the luxury tax to do it? Um, But if you don't have either of them and you don't have Kyle, then you need some kind of a veteran voice in the locker room. And Goran is a guy, obviously that Jimmy would gravitate to immediately and and you know the guy he stayed in touch with the most was ud so uh, that's you know that that does make sense i guess that is the question though before we go to break here can he play anymore i it's not it's not really clear right like he didn't really get a chance in milwaukee
4: well there is a scenario where he might be able to play right uh if if kyle is traded i mean well no because if if you bring dame well, on and Dave is back then there's no there's no scenario but Let's say in a non-Dame scenario, I know that's not what we're doing here. In a non-Dame scenario, if they move Kyle, bring back Gabe, there might be spots there at backup point guard. Now, I don't know if he would be in there consistently, but you could come up with a pretty palatable scenario where Goron could play.
2: What do you think, Sean?
3: I agree with what you guys just said. If if Dame is here and you have Gabe back, I would rather have – and I'll have him there for the vibes and everything, but I'd rather have a third point guard like a Bouye, somebody that you're developing in the pipeline, and he's there in that UD role. If Dame is not here, Gabe's your starter, I guess you could trust him for around, what, 12, 14 minutes? Is that like he's playing no, he 30 – He told me
2: last year when he was in with Chicago that he thinks he could play another three years at about 16 to 20 minutes a night. I mean, he's not, he's not irrational. You know what I'm saying? Like Goran's never been irrational. He knows where he is in his career and what he can provide. And I I just wonder you're on a West coast swing and you need, you know, eight minutes from somebody to kind of, you know, Goran had that knack whenever the team was, was kind of down of picking them up a little bit. And I, I could see that. I just, the defense is the concern here. Like I, I don't, you can't keep him out there very long. I mean, already was declining. I can't imagine where it is two years later. It's so that's, that would be the challenge here. All right, we got some more names to get to, and I want to get to the non-Gabe scenario in a second because that, that matters. Um, And also maybe the Jovich here scenario. So we'll touch on those in a second. We do want to mention another great sponsor, Ocean's Finest, oceansfinest.com. If you want to get the same premium seafood that's delivered to the cruise industries that's used at the five-star restaurants in South Florida, more than 40 years in business, reach out to oceansfinest.com. Wow, look at that if you're on YouTube right now. Uh, go to Ocean's Finest. I don't think they were using Ocean's Finest. You can get the lobster, the mahi-mahi, the crab, all that stuff. It was just delivered to my door a few days ago. Our guy Alfredo Artiaga from Three Yards Per Carry made the mahi-mahi fingers, and they got a great deal right now, and you can get it in time for 4th of July. That's why we put them on this episode. We want to give you time. Ten bucks off this week only with the promo code Ocean's Finest Seafood. No apostrophe. Ocean's Finest Seafood. Order now from oceansfinest.com and you will get it in time for the 4th of July. Again, provided that you're listening to this episode on Wednesday or Thursday. We're recording this on a Wednesday. So check them out at oceansfinest.com. We also want to mention, as always, our betting partner, it's Better Edge. Use the, use the code 5RSN at betteredge.com. That's with an O. You bet against others who use it, not against the app. That's why it's legal in the state of Florida and 43 other states. And also prize picks, our fantasy partner, Use the code five there. Get that initial deposit matched up to hundred dollars. The NFL futures are up. Get on there before everybody sees how, sees how good the dolphins look in training camp and get in on the props on Tua a Tyreek Hill and the rest. We'll see if there's a Dalvin cook prop up there in about a week. It uh, seems to be looking that direction. This show is sponsored by better What's the first thing you do. If you had an extra hour in your day, go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami heat game. I've got a better idea.
1: Let's
2: get to uh, a well. We have other names here, okay? Uh, so let's mention a couple of the other front court names before we get to kind of the, the if the if Gabe is gone, Caleb's here scenario. Alex, Jamichael Green, you mentioned uh, here. That's a guy that I know that the Heat have been in on a few times, and Trey Lyles, a Kentucky guy. I'd be able to
4: throw a Dario Saric into that category too. And
2: Dario Saric, who they, there's been some interest in in the past also. He's had a lot of injuries, obviously. He hasn't played all that much the past couple of years. Although he's – ostensibly he's a better shooter than the other two, but I don't think we've seen it in the past couple of seasons. Uh, Saric, Green, Lyles, each of you, which would be your choice?
4: Uh, I would probably say Trey Lyles of those three. I think – I believe he's the youngest one. Uh, Jamaico looks like he may be over the hill a little bit. And that's why he's available at the minimum, uh, whereas you know Lyles has kind of been a part of a rotation pretty recently. I, I, I believe he was a part of the Kings' rotation he was. there. He was. So, he was their
2: first big off the bench, wasn't he?
4: Pretty sure. Yeah, that's why I don't know if he will be available at the minimum, but if he is, you know, the Kentucky connection is there. Was was he on the same team as Bam? Do I have that right? I might. Be, I think he was on the Cat team the year before. He was.
2: Uh, yeah, I think so. He was on the Booker team.
4: Yeah. Exactly. So, no, he didn't play with Bam. He was the year after. But, you know, the Kentucky connection, nonetheless, I would, I would probably take Trey Lyles over Sarah and Green.
2: Same. But they so. could all
4: shoot it a little bit, you know. Sean, any of
2: those three interesting?
3: Um, I would say – I would say I agree with what you said about Lyles. He was on my list. All three of these guys were on my list. I'll I'll pitch out Dario Saric. I think there was a lot of buzz in Phoenix before, obviously, he came back from injury that he was going to step in and maybe have a role with that team. Obviously, there was a lot of shakeups. He ended up going to Oklahoma City, right? Is where he ended up?
2: Yeah, I think so.
3: Um, so. And Saric is only 29. It seems like – I mean, I feel like he was on that Philly team that beat us up in the – Right. Isn't that crazy? I just Googled that because I was like, I wonder how old he is. I thought like 33, but no, he's 29. Um, So, you know, he was coming back from injury. Maybe he's worth a, a flyer. And I think he provides, you know, kind of what we're looking for. But again, it's it's that list of guys that's like Frank Kaminsky, Gorgie Dang. Like, come on, oh, I, we, this is recycled <laughs> trash. We don't need that stuff.
4: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think it Lyles might be-, might be above that.
2: I, he is. I mean, no, he. No, on-
3: definitely, 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 definitely.
2: Playing on a home court team in the playoffs, I, I you know th- he's shown a little something. He's and he, you know what he, he he gets into it a little bit too. We had a couple of confrontations on the court. Like he has some of that fire. I think uh, that they that they would like. I mean, he, to me, he could do some of the things that Marquise Morris was supposed to do for them a couple of years ago. So you know they they like that style of player. All right, let's let's flip it here real quick. I know I know Alex has some other names, but I feel like some of these names may fit better into when we talk about it this way. So no, um. Let's say Gabe and Shrews are both gone, okay, and Hero is gone, and Oladipo is either flipped or is not ready to start the season, and maybe even Caleb is here. Maybe they're able to retain either Caleb or Jovic or both. Or I don't. I think that's unlikely, but well, we'll see. Uh, then they have to pivot backcourt a little bit more, don't they? I mean, is there is there anybody? I mean, most of the names we're mentioning here are you know, they're kind of three fours, you know, that fit into that, you know, this three, you know, spo trying to get Trevor Ariza minutes out of them. You know, it's, that's what it feels like. Is there anybody that they could stick in a backcourt as a fourth guard?
3: Well, no. I'll tee it up for Alex. Cause I know that he has him on his list. Dennis Smith jr. Is a name that keeps popping up. So I'll let Alex talk about him. Cause I think Close that's a great Bam. fit. Of, uh,
4: yeah. Yep. The connection with Bam is there. I believe they played on the same high school team together are they both from North Carolina I don't know if I have that right but uh, I, so. I, I know they're good friends um can report that I saw him working out at the um practice court uh, a couple of weeks ago during the finals because I you know, that you know that's the spy report I guess you can throw in the imaging here but uh you know him and Corey joseph were there bismack Biyombo were there so all those guys working out at um you know it's just a lot of NBA players um you know are here in miami during the offseason but no I think Dennis uh, Smith showed last season for the Hornets with and without um, LaMelo playing, that he's still got something left in the tank. Again, none of these guys that we're talking about today are going to change your world, but he is somebody that you can fill out uh, a roster with, and I think there was questions uh, about whether he was going to kind of remain in the NBA about a year ago, and he really showed out for the Hornets. He's he's always been somebody who's really athletic. I think his shot has improved, and I really think the defense has improved. Like He's somebody who has turned himself into a, a hound on defense and I just like the energy that he plays with. The problem is um the shot is just not very consistent yet. Like I don't think it's it's a thing of he can't shoot. It's just like it's it's up and down. So that's where the concern would be but um if you're just kind of looking to bring on somebody who's still a little bit younger, I mean he's he's only 25 years old. Yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. is only 25 years tough old. pick,
2: right? I mean, so yes. we're talking about it. He, he does have a lot of the uh, the mental makeup, I think, that the Heat would like and feel like they could mold him. Like, if you're gonna take a chance, the other guy here that was mentioned, and I Heat fans wanted him last year. He went to New York. Tibbs wouldn't play him. Was traded to Portland. Didn't really play there. I mean, is is Cam Reddish done as a prospect at this point, Sean, or would you take a look here at the minimum?
3: I mean, at the minimum, I, I think you take that gamble. I don't think you sign him necessarily expecting him to be your sixth man, but again, you're investing in talent. And just like we just talked about with Dennis Smith Jr., like lotto talent that you can mine, I'm taking that over guys that are maybe in the undrafted pack, you know, that we can find maybe a little bit more easily. But those guys aren't just out there walking around. Those type of lotto talents that are still 25, 26, 27
4: years old. So what if I, I told think you that's Cam Reddish is 23?
2: <laughs> well, he, he was also the top recruited guy in that class, wasn't? Well, not ahead of Zion, I guess. But who was who was the uh, he was ahead of Barrett I mean, initially in terms of Duke's recruits. Barrett kind of passed him when he was at Duke. Um They said no more Duke guys, but I don't think it applies to guys on the minimum who were former lottery picks. So I, I I think they would look at him. I just don't really know what the issue is there because. I mean Tibbs was never on the same page as the New York front office with that one, and he just refused to play him. And I, you know, so I don't know what was going on in practice. I would look at uh, DSJ. You mentioned one more here before we go, and I do want to thank our sponsors: MortgageByRush.com, Better Edge, Price Picks, uh, and also Ocean's Finest. Get in on that deal uh, prior to July Fourth. Uh, Javon Carter. He's always been interesting to me, mostly because he kills the heat, typically, or ha- or did. He had a couple of games with Phoenix. Uh, was in Milwaukee. I Again, he he screams heat guy to me, right? Like, I, I feel like that would be – if you're talking about a third point guard who's uh, – third to second point guard who's young enough, you know, like, that feels like a good option.
4: Yeah, I'm a big fan of the idea. Javon Carter. Uh,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: Go ahead, Sean. It's my
2: Go ahead
3: no, I was sorry. I was going to say Javon Carter at the front of that 2 2 1 and uh, a future Brady's film breakdown. That's going to be nasty because the way that he pressures the ball, um, you know, and only having to play a few minutes at a time in spurts, um, like what Gabe used to do when he was the backup point guard playing in spurts and really go after people. But yeah, it's a great option, another name that we should look out for.
2: All right. So, as we said, uh, this is all sort of contingent on them getting Dame. Uh, if they don't get Dame, and they end up coming back with mostly the same roster, then there may be interest in some of these guys, but maybe not as many because you're going to have more players on the roster itself. That's the thing. So it's-
4: this, this is a good way to, like, a lot of these guys, like you said, are, are probably still going to be useful to them in a lot of these different scenarios. Of course, it depends who's back, who isn't. But this this free agent list, I think, is going gonna, is gonna to come in handy to us in a little bit when free agency starts on Friday. Another name by the way who's also 23 years old talking about like investing in a young guy who was a former top pick, Darius Baisley. Mm-hmm. uh went from OKC to the Suns. The Suns didn't really use him even though, you know, they you would you would um kind of peg them as a team who would need that type of depth. They didn't really use him. I don't know if they're going to bring him back. Like I said, only 23, so I don't know if he's going to settle for the minimum, but in that kind of category of Dennis Smith Jr. and Cam Reddish, you know, front court help there.
2: Well, I, I feel like there's the opportunity for these sort of make good contracts like Deion Waiters had with the Heat a few years ago. We talk about they don't take a chance on Lottery Town. They did in 2016, took a chance on a top five pick in Deion Waiters. And whatever happened after they gave him the contract, that one year was really good. So, I mean, it was it was better than they could have expected for $2.7 million. That's, I think, what you're looking for now. You and, and that's where I think Dennis Smith Jr., Baisley, some of those guys fit into it and I, I feel like a lot of their agents would say get me to Miami and let's try to get the make good deal and then see where it goes from there because uh, the best case scenario for those guys is a heat roster that still has its uh, developmental chops but has roster spots like that's and has actually opportunity to play and I so that's that's where I feel like there's opportunity and again this is assuming, no Struess, uh, and it's assuming that a lot of these guys kind of go out. But I think Alex, you're right. I think there's a couple of these guys they could pick out, even if they don't make a trade here, if as a possible max replacement um, or or others. Because it's just it's just looking like with well, the numbers we're talking about for Max Struess right now that that's not something in the Heat's uh, tax position that they're going to be able to afford. And I think Max realizes that, which is why he said the things he said at the end of the season. All right, thanks to Sean, thanks to Alex. We'll have more episodes coming up. We're doing a playback Friday. For free agency, sometime in the evening, 5, 6 o'clock, something along those lines when free agency officially starts. So find us not on YouTube, but on playback. We'll post it on Off the Floor and on the Twitter feed. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the 5 on the Floor on the
0: 5 Regional Sports Network